What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the PropG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of PropG Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Chris and Joe Show presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum, as always, and we are coming to you on Black Monday, and things are going a little bit differently than we expected. If you recall listening to the Quick Take show, we were discussing how we were going to approach what was going to happen with the Giants head coaching and general manager situation, but we were, I wouldn't say railroaded, but caught off guard with the quickness that head coach Pat Shermer was relieved of his duties. He was relieved around 9 o'clock this morning. And we're recording this show right now at 9.36, so more things could change as we discuss things in general with the coaching carousel today. But the big headline here for the New York Giants is that they fired their head coach, who was 9-23 in in the two seasons he was with the New York Giants. So in this show, we're going to be reacting to that and also discussing some of the other circulation of the coaching carousel. Who's expected to go where? who's expected to be fired, who who has already been fired. Just putting things into perspective so you know who might not be available for the opening for the New York Giants. And the one thing that Chris and I had said before this is that don't be surprised if the Giants take their time in making this decision because they're going to do their due diligence and they're going to make sure they have the right guy before they rush into anything yeah this is a decision the Giants need to get right Ben McAdoo didn't even last two years Pat Shermer lasted two years the Giants have only had one winning season really since they went to the Super Bowl their next coaching hire really has to stick around he has to be the right guy and they need to make sure they are hiring the right guy now that might not be the biggest name on the mark. Doug Peterson was not the Philadelphia Eagles' first choice. In fact, they more or less defaulted to him after the Giants promoted Ben McAdoo to keep him from interviewing with the Eagles. Frank Reich was not the Indianapolis Colts' first choice. They pretty much defaulted to him after Josh McDaniels left them at the altar to return to New England. So, Whoever the Giants' next head coach may be, he might not be the biggest or most exciting name, but they have to make sure he is the right name. This process is going to be long and painstaking. Again, I really don't expect them to make any quick gut reaction moves unless they're forced into a situation where another team is close to signing someone they want. And we're going to address some of those potential candidates towards the end of the show. But the one thing that was worth noting here is something that caught our eye on Twitter that was recently tweeted by Adam Schefter. And he had said that the Giants and Browns who have fired their head coaches within the past 24 hours still could be making more changes per per league sources. The new head coach in each city is expected to have input on whether the general manager there stays or goes and front 
office situations are fluid. So that means whoever they bring in will have a choice of a general manager if they choose to. And uh, additionally, they'll be able to make some more front office decisions, I would, I would assume, down the line when they bring that person in. So that's a bit of a different shift in mentality that the Giants have had where it's not really been the head coach who's had the control and the ability to do that. And I wouldn't, I would say they haven't really been able to do that since having Tom Coughlin. But so there could be a, a real shift in dynamic from what we've seen with Giants head coaches. Again, this as a, I don't want to say tangent, but maybe a compliment to that. Both Mike Garofolo and Ian Rappaport have just reported that the Giants are keeping general manager Dave Gettleman, and he will be meeting with reporters on Tuesday. Now, there remains rumors that he might use that meeting to retire, or there is the possibility that his status with the team will really depend on whether or not his presence affects the Giants coaching search. If you know, we have heard consistently that there are coaching candidates out there and some of the top coaching candidates who really just do not want to work with Dave Gettleman. And if he keep if his presence keeps them from getting the right guy to build and develop their team, he is a liability. And even if the Giants don't want to fire him, they should at least encourage him to retire and take that off ramp to save face for everybody. The other thing, too, in saying that he is expected to return, it doesn't really guarantee that he's coming back as the general manager. There's a, a, a still a possibility, and there's been some speculation that he might be moved into an advisory, different front office type role where he's not the one making the direct decisions. You know, he's made some good choices in bringing in certain talents, just he's made a lot of odd decisions. So I, again, I would not be surprised if that's what they mean by keeping him around because like what I read from Adam Schefter, if they bring in someone, for example, Matt Rule, who we'll be getting to later, who does not really like Dave Gettleman that much and does not want to be working with him as the guy making those roster decisions, it might be easier for them just to push him back into a different position where he does not have as much control and bring someone who's a little bit uh, younger and has a, a bit of a different perspective and that will line up with whatever coach comes in and you know whatever decision they want to make will be the end all say all hopefully for the, the general manager situation as well. So now we're going to discuss some of the other openings that were occurring throughout the coaching carousel. And like I said, we're recording this at 940 on Monday. So there's a chance that these things change and are different. So to start things off, though, Jay Gruden was fired a long time ago early on in the season by the Washington Redskins. But this morning we heard that Ron Rivera is linked to the Redskins job and he's pretty much expected to be named as the Redskins head coach. So that essentially eliminates Ron Rivera as a potential candidate for the New York Giants. It, it, there was a lot of conversation and talk on saying he would be a perfect fit for the Giants considering the personnel pieces that they have and also the fact that they still have Dave Gettleman. They would have worked well together if he came back in, but now that's pretty much off the table and they have to face Ron Rivera two weeks out of the year for as long as he's there. Ron Rivera, as we all know, is a he is a defensive coach by nature. He used to be a linebacker for that you know that great Bears defense, and he's walking into a 
a potentially good situation in Washington. We also know uh, Bruce Allen is out, so he will be able to get a an executive who he is able to work with. And Washington moved fast, and that just really complicates the Giants' potential plans, especially if Dave Gettleman does remain as the Giants' general manager, and that does narrow the pool of candidates. The other move that is related to this is that Ron Rivera was obviously fired by the Panthers, and he was easily the biggest name of coaches that were fired, which is why he is being sought out so quickly by the Redskins. They were able to make those moves a lot quicker because they moved on from Jay Gruden so early on in the season, giving them the opportunity to interview and talk to coaches. They they even had Urban Meyer at a, at a game. I'm not sure if they fully interviewed him or not, but they, they were able to actually go out and talk to people before some other teams were, especially the Giants who just made their decision this morning. But there are rumors saying that Josh McDaniels and Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs offensive coordinator, are expected to interview for that Panthers job and also Matt Rule. So those are all, um, Bieniemy not as much, but all three of those names are potential candidates for the New York Giants. So that's a situation that needs to be paid close attention to because all three of those coaching candidates are very, very talented. Now it's a matter of if the Giants are able to sway any of them in in giving them some more personnel decision-making opportunities than Pat Shermer was granted the ability to. I, I would I would honestly bet that whatever team is willing to give the most control to any of these three candidates, which are the top three candidates right now that are still in the market, would be able to snag any of them. McDaniels and Biennemi in particular stand out to me with the Panthers. The reason Rivera was released is that the Panthers' new owner, Dave Tepper, wants to take the franchise in a new direction, and he wants to take them into a more data-driven direction. Basically, follow the lead of the Baltimore Ravens and the Eagles and the Rams and the Chiefs. And Biennemi and McDaniels both have a lot of experience using analytics data to inform their decisions. In fact, the Patriots, despite having one of the oldest head coaches in the NFL, really have been trailblazers in that regard. So I would really look at those two guys as being primary candidates for Carolina. Yeah, and even though the Giants have not, there's been no conversation of the enemy being an opportunity for them, I do think that it is worth exploring the Andy Reid coaching tree, they've had a huge amount of success. Same thing with the Bill Belichick coaching tree for the most part, besides Pat Shermer. More often than not, those guys learn a ton from very, very talented, legendary coaches that have been around for a very long time and have had sustained success with multiple teams. So going around that path, instead of doing the Sean McVay method, which was last year's approach in bringing in the youngest guy that kind of knew Sean McVay, Bringing in someone linked to sustained success is very, very key here. Um, but Biennemi probably really not on the radar for the Giants, even though I think he would be a good fit in sparking and helping the improvement and development of Daniel Jones. The next move that happened yesterday was Freddie Kitchens, their head coach, first-year head coach, who was promoted from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator and then eventually to head coach 
was fired by the Cleveland Browns. And right now, Josh McDaniels is going to be interviewing for them. He is the clear-cut first choice from what we're seeing on Twitter. The one thing, though, with the Freddie Kitchens fire firing is that he is not really prepared to be a head coach right now, but I would argue that he is a top offensive coordinator candidate for most teams that are putting together new coaching staffs or are moving on from offensive coordinators and bringing in a new one. He is a good coach. He just does not have the experience to command a locker room with a lot of big personalities, and that was very clear and apparent from the lack of success this season. Yeah, that really was his downfall. His offense is good. We saw really just how good it was with Baker Mayfield and what they were able to do last year. But some guys are also just not cut out to be head coaches. We have we saw that the last two years with Pat Shermer. He is a good offensive mind. And when he's allowed to just concentrate on offense, he can field a good one. He can call a good game and he can put points up on the board. But the duties of being a head coach are pretty broad and it's sometimes hard or very often hard for a coach to see the forest and the trees at the same time. And Kitchens was another guy who couldn't do that. We have seen what Josh McDaniels is able to do as an offensive coordinator. He has had experience as a head coach, though that did not end well. Maybe with time to reflect and grow, it will be different this time around, perhaps with the Browns. Maybe he'll stay in New England. We don't know. But at least the potential there with who the Browns have on their offensive roster is interesting. You can draw a lot of points from all of these conversations we're having about all these head coaches and I think the one thing you could pull from some of these situations particularly the Browns one is that maybe it's best for the Giants to move on from the philosophy or the decision to bring in offensive-minded coaches that are want to call their own plays so Ben McAdoo was calling his his own plays for an extended period of time Pat Shermer the whole two years that he was there he was calling plays So that really didn't work, having a head coach that is trying to do more than just being a head coach, bringing in someone who is willing to relinquish those responsibilities and overall be that overarching decision maker and in charge of developing players that works a little bit better for teams that have that sustained success, like the Baltimore Ravens, um, like the New England Patriots. There are a lot of other teams that I I could really come up with that have a head coach that has stayed for a long period of time. And it's it's proven that if they have a defensive and an offensive coordinator do their jobs, it makes things a little bit easier for them. Now, there obviously are examples that disagree with that point, but maybe it's time for the Giants to transition and do things a little bit differently. The other next thing on our list here is the Jaguars. Doug Marone is on the hot seat. There were Rumors of him being fired, those rumors were denied, and it's pretty much likely that Marone is going to be removed as their head coach. The one name that I've seen, but it's not really a finite one, is 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Sale. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but he's been one of the most underrated and I would argue one of the best defensive minds in the NFL right now. Yeah, what what the 49ers have done on defense is really impressive this year. Everybody knows their defensive front is stacked, but they weren't expected to be as good on the back end as they have been. And it 
really would fit with the Jaguars team identity to go with a defensive minded head coach. Those guys are not terribly common in the NFL. And that's because you have to have a good offense to have sustained success in the NFL. But if you're going to commit to defense, a guy like Robert Saleh and I'll just go with your pronunciation because I'm not sure either. I don't think I've ever heard his name pronounced in a game because they're always talking about Shanahan. <laughs> me neither. Yeah, me neither. Or Bosa or Buckner or Armstead or all of those guys. But yes, he would be a good guy to go after. And defensive coordinators can have success as head coaches. Again, assuming they're able to see the forest and the trees at the same time. Obviously, there's Bill Belichick, but you know Vic Fangio has not been bad in Denver, all things considered, you know, considering what he walked into. So there's Sean McDermott up in Buffalo. It it is possible for those guys to be successful. And his is an interesting name, especially for Jacksonville. The final real clear removal of a head coach that we have on here, there's potential that other things could happen. But the one thing that's that's probably and very likely going to happen despite no clear indication or rumors yet surfacing is that Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett is obviously on the hot seat. They missed the playoffs after having, I would argue, a top five roster in terms of talent. They were not able to put things together on the field and they need a complete shift and change in environment and atmosphere for that that, uh, Cowboys team because of their inability to finish in the playoffs and now an inability to even make it to the playoffs. The names that we're really hearing are Lincoln Riley and Urban Meyer, two college coaches, Lincoln Riley, the head coach of Oklahoma, Urban Meyer, who spent the year as a Fox Sports analyst, but was most recently with the Ohio State Buckeyes as their head coach. Both of those names are really interesting because they've had success at the college level, but you don't really know what they're going to do at the NFL level. Neither of them have had stops in the NFL for uh, you know, for for enough to really pull upon and say, like, oh, I'm, maybe he could he could transition from college to the NFL. But their talented coaches, and particularly Urban Meyer, might fit because he did such a good job of managing talent with Ohio State. But the the obvious step in the way is Jerry Jones, and Urban Meyer most seemingly would be someone who would want to come in and have a lot of control over decision-making when it comes to player personnel situations. But Jerry Jones is too much of a big personality to allow any of that to happen. Yeah, and both of those guys really do feel like, quote-unquote, Cowboys picks. They are both stars at their level. What Lincoln Riley has done, especially with his quarterback position, over the last, oh, we'll say four seasons with Baker Mayfield and then Kyler Murray and then this year with Jalen Hurts is really impressive. He is a fantastic offensive mind. He might be one of the top four or five offensive minds in football today, NCAA or college. Urban Meyer is what well, his track record is pretty well known at this point. He fielded dominant teams at Florida. He was has been dominant at Ohio State. And I could really see the Cowboys wanting to bring in somebody like Riley or Meyer to maximize what they get out of Dak Prescott and really maximize their offense. 
which like you say, is one of the most talented in the NFL. They just need to get it to perform and perform consistently. Yeah, Obviously, from the Giants' perspective, we would really rather not see that. But for the Cowboys, they definitely want that. And Jerry Jones in particular, there, I don't think there's anything he would like more than to have the best offense in the NFL. Now we're going to take a very short commercial break, and then we're going to finish up with talking about who some of the best fits are for this vacancy for the New York Giants. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All righty, to cap things off here, we're going to discuss who is the potential best fit. So Dave Gettleman is expected to be returning as the general manager or in some capacity, but the the clear-cut favorite that we're seeing is... Baylor head coach Matt Rule, and he was formerly an assistant offensive uh, offensive line coach with the New York Giants before he went to Temple to take over as the head coach. He ended up moving on to Baylor, so they they have a um they they're familiar with with uh, Matt Rule, which is a, a probably a big reason why they're considering bringing him in. And I would argue he he would be the best option and the best opportunity. Yeah, he really does have a a great track record of building programs, which is what the Giants need right now. Yeah, I have said a few times that I don't think Dave Gettleman walked into a bad situation with the Giants. I don't think the roster that he inherited really needed to be blown up, not to the extent that he did where it was completely torn down over the span of about a year and a half but the Giants are now in a position where they need a program builder and right now that really is Matt Rule based on what he did at Temple what he especially what he has done at Baylor where based on all of the scandal and everything that went down at that college, they were on the verge of receiving the death penalty from the NCAA and losing their football program altogether. And he has them playing in a New Year's Day bowl game. That is really impressive. Also, he's a local boy from New York. He went to Penn State, played linebacker there, which I'll say the Joe Paterno carries a different cachet now than he did back in the 90s, we'll say. But having a, but being a mid nineties Penn State linebacker, that that does mean something. 
Yeah, the question with Matt Rule, and we have heard from a few different places that he does have an interest in coaching for the Giants, and that both Giants owners do have an interest in hiring him. The question is whether or not he will work with Dave Gettleman. And he very well could tell the Giants, it's him or me. To put things into perspective and why he's such a huge candidate for the Giants, like I said, he was previously with the Giants. He has that NFL experience. They know who he is. But a a couple other things that come into play here is that, one, he's on the younger side for a head coach. He's only 44, which... For the Giants, that's probably their best bet is in bringing in someone that is younger that they can keep around for a long time if he is successful as a coach. But the other big thing here is that he went to and took over two programs that were dealing with a lot of messy stuff and were not very good when he picked them up and was able to rebuild them and turn them into... I wouldn't say contenders, but competitors, because at Temple, you're even if you have a good record, you're really not going to contend for a national championship, but they were still winning their conferences and looking, or in position to win their conferences and looking really good. So right now, the Giants need someone that has shown that they've taken a football team, developed them, and improved them over a period of time. The, re- the reason why I wasn't really a fan of Pat Shermer in the first place is that You haven't seen that from him when he was previously with the Browns. He was an offensive coordinator with the Vikings. Nothing that he's done has proven that he can take a young team that is rebuilding and develop them into a potential contender. And if you just look at Matt Rule's record, it's a a clear proven fact that he's been able to do that. He was 2-10 his first year in 2013 when he took over Temple. He improved that to 6-6, then to 10-4 and then 10 and 3. So that is going from a 2 and 10 record to 10 and 3 in 4 years and then taking over Baylor which was like you said a complete mess because of the situation that they were dealing with because of the scandal that they had when Art Bryles was there. They went 1 and 11 in his first year which was not promising. There was a little bit of speculation if he was prepared to take over the job but he improves to 7 and 6 which is a huge turnaround with recruiting sanctions put on him in in an inability to play in any bowl games for a period of time and then finally this past year he finishes 11 and 2 with a potential to go 12 and 2 so seeing that sustained success and ability to not only just win but build up a program that was down in the dumps because right now this Giants team is a program that is down in the dumps. This is a team that has a lot of young talent that is not performing and needs someone to come in and draft some other position pieces to fill those holes and develop them into above average to average quality players. And that's what you need to become a, a winning football team. The other thing here, though, if Matt Rule does not get hired and there's a chance that could happen. There's a chance that somebody else swoops in and takes him like the Carolina Panthers that's willing to relinquish and give him the opportunity opportunity to be in charge of player personnel decision-making and if the Giants aren't willing to move Gettleman out of there. There are other people that they should be interviewing and talking to in the event of that happening. And I think the first one is, is Josh McDaniels because he's been so good as the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. Yeah, and... The Giants have had an interest in McDaniels before. There is the connection with Bill Belichick, who, Boston-New York rivalry aside, Darth Hoodie still has a soft spot for the Giants. That 
I, I think New York will kind of always be his home. We have seen him actually almost get teary uh, stepping into the Giants locker room. And I think that connection and really his feelings for the Giants would probably keep him or keep McDaniels from stiffing the Giants the same way they did the Colts. And, you know, we talked about this earlier. McDaniels really is a great football coach. He is a great offensive mind. The question for him, I think, is how much has he learned since his very short-lived tenure in Denver? The only thing that might be standing in the way of potentially bringing in Josh McDaniels is what we discussed about earlier when we were talking about Freddie Kitchens and also the Giants' past two coaches being offensive-minded guys that call their own plays. It's very likely that McDaniels would want to be calling the offensive play calls if he came in. So that might really deter them. They might decide to go in a different direction. The Giants might think, hey, this didn't work for us for the past two coaches. While we think McDaniels is a good coach, we'd rather try something different and shake things up, especially because we need to improve this defense. So that could really be standing in the way. I think somebody that that isn't talked about enough and has only been talked about with one opening is uh, 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Saleh, who probably still pronouncing that wrong, he turned around and developed a very good young defense. It took him a few years, but he has one of the best defenses in the NFL that has a ton of talent on it. That's what you're looking for is somebody who's working with a good head coach and understand and has learned. He's also on the younger side, so I would be confident in him being able to invigorate and galvanize the Giants' defense. If you see him ever during games or on social media, he's very energetic. He has a ton of energy. Uh, he's He just seems like he would be able to set the tone for this Giants team if, if he could be an available option. Now, I have no clue if the Giants are actually going to interview him, but just in my opinion, I think he could be a potential uh, good candidate if Matt Rule's not available. Yeah, I agree. And he would also satisfy the Rooney role as a minority candidate, which I don't think teams should interview minority candidates just to satisfy that rule. So if you're going to, and you have to, it really should be a guy like Saley who can build a team, develop young players, set a tone, bring energy. All of the things that really the Giants have lacked for a long time now. And some of the other potential people that could be brought in just overarching names that have been put out there for the general coaching vacancies across the NFL. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan's head coach, Mike McCarthy, who spent a year off on vacation after he was fired from being the longstanding Packers coach, who would make sense because he's proven sustained success in the ability to develop and create a successful career for Aaron Rodgers. And then finally, Urban Meyer is just going to be in that conversation, even if they don't interview him. Uh, a, a, a guy that has developed and and brought up an Ohio State program and turned them into a national contender. I would argue that he is a candidate for multiple teams. Don't know if the Giants are going to be going for any of these guys, but those are just general names that are circulating that could be on the back burner if things don't work out. Yeah, and there is also Jason Garrett, which... We have heard him linked to the Giants before. From what I have heard, he is not their first choice. He is—he would more or less be kind of a last resort 
for the Giants. He does have a link to the Giants. He was their backup quarterback in the early 2000s. This would be a very Dave Gettleman hire for him to bring back a backup quarterback that he signed as one of his first moves as the director of pro personnel for the Giants to bring him back as his second head coach. That that would be oddly fitting. And bringing in Jason Garrett, though, I think would probably, I would argue, would be the worst decision. When I originally heard those rumors a while back, I was thinking, oh, maybe that would make sense. He's been in the NFL for a long time, but I don't think that that would be a good fit for the Giants. I think that that would put them a few steps back. So we're we're going to end up seeing what happens with this. Once we know who is brought in, we will be providing a reaction to that as well. I'm hoping that the Giants take their time with this and don't rush things and that we're not giving you a reaction show to the coaching hiring by the end of today or tomorrow. That being said, though, it looks like that the clear favorite, despite all we've discussed, there's a ton of movement and conversation from pretty much any NFL reporter prominent NFL reporter or Giants reporter saying that Matt Rule is the clear-cut favorite and that they're going to be trying to do whatever they can to bring him in. We'll have to see if that actually happens. In my opinion, I think Matt Rule would be the best possible guy to bring in. So we're going to have to see what happens with that. Make sure you rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us, folks. And also follow us on social media at Big Blue View. You can follow me at Joe DeLeon, D-E-L-E-O-N-E. And you can follow Chris at Raptor. M-K-I-I. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We can definitely answer any questions you have about head coaches. If you want us to maybe bring up a name that we didn't bring up, feel free to reach out to us. We will definitely touch on that during the week with any other content or shows we end up putting out there. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.